Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I am your host, Joe Cleary. Last week's episodes, listenership climbed even higher than the week previous, and we hope to keep pushing those numbers as we head to the high school season. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you like this content and want to support and see more, please consider becoming a supporter of Nebraska Soccer Talk. You can do so by becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash Nebraska underscore talk. You can also be a one-time supporter through Venmo, which is Nebraska underscore talk. We have another great episode today, which includes a mega preview of all of Class A girls soccer, as well as an introduction of our newest Nebraska Soccer Talk member. Let's get it. Before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure to thank this week's supporters. We had a lot of them join over this last week, and it is greatly appreciated. First, we want to thank Mark Pekoski, also known as Perk. He had me on last week's Real Football Show to preview all of high school soccer. Make sure you check that out on Facebook. It is linked on our social media, and you can also search Real Football Show on Facebook to find it. He became a supporter this week, and it's it's just greatly appreciated the platform that he helped provide us and then also uh, the monetary support he did this week. I also want to thank the Wright family for their support of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Thank you for being a major, major supporter this past week. It's, it's very greatly appreciated as well. We can't wait to see the Wright boys in action for Miller North this year. And last but certainly not least, I want to thank our three latest patrons, Jordan Solis, Jesse Yeager, and Steve Poynton. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Jordan and Steve were some of the original supporters of Nebraska Soccer Talk back uh, when we just had our Venmo last year. So I'm extra thankful for both of you. Um, as a reminder, you can always join in supporting Nebraska Soccer Talk. Supporters of Nebraska Soccer Talk are going to have some access, to, are some, going to have extra access to some of our articles, rankings, and interviews before the general listenership or public. As we continue to grow, we hope to be able to offer more benefits and favors. But as of now, we continue to be very appreciative of all, of all the support that helps our growth. Let's get to what many of you are probably waiting for: the Class A Girls Soccer Preview. <music> This week's high school soccer preview is brought to you by Fleet Feet Sports. Fleet Feet Sports is a local family-owned and operated store that is part of a network of specialty running, walking, and fitness stores across the country. Fleet Feet serves a wide range of active individuals from people who are on their feet at work to those who go on leisurely walks to those who are running marathons. Fleet Feet will help you stay healthy and active. Fleet Feet has locations in Omaha and Lincoln. For more information, information, visit www.fleetfeet.com. Welcome to the Class A Girls Preview. We knocked out the Class A Boys Preview over two episodes, but because of the time crunch to start the season, we are going to get all the Class A Girls Preview into one episode today. We will then have a mega huge preview for Class Class B Boys and Girls combined in one episode next week, and every team in the state will be covered and accounted for before the start of the season. As a quick reminder, I'm doing my best with these previews, and I appreciate some of the insight that I have received in my DMs and emails. I again apologize for any errors or mispronunciations of names. Please feel free to correct me if I get anything wrong so that I can correct it for future podcasts. I hope everyone had a good first week of tryouts and training. The excitement is definitely building as we get closer to the first match day. We kick things off in the Metro Conference and with an obvious team. Last year's defending state champions, the Gretna Dragons. The Dragons finished last season at 21-1 
setting all types of scoring records and winning a state championship. In the state title game, they defeated the only team that had beat them all year, the Miller North Mustangs. The Dragons graduated some key players in Sarah Weber, Taylor Daffer, and Raina DeHarsh. However, they returned plenty of really, really strong players. Too many to list, in fact. Essentially, you are going to be watching a high school team that will have several future college players not only coming off the bench for them, but probably in their junior varsity rosters. They do have a new coach in Chase Hutchison and new team leadership with graduations of top seniors, but on paper, they are the most talented team in the state. The early game I have circled is when they meet Class B power, Scott. Bellevue West finished 5-11 last spring with two of those wins coming against winless Omaha North. Bellevue West only graduated one senior last year and returned all of their honorable mention performers, including Nebraska Wesleyan-bound Kimmy Davenport, leading goal scorer Alyssa Fielstead, and young talent Mia McVeigh. Bellevue West returns all of their points from last season, as well as their goalkeeping. I don't expect Bellevue West to be in the mix for a trip to state, but I do think we could see a couple more wins from the Thunderbirds this spring. Bellevue East finished 10-7 last spring with their two best wins coming over Kearney and Omaha Central. The Chieftains graduated leading goal scorer Sammy Redding, but they do return a large percentage of their talent and goal scoring, including honorable mention goalkeeper Bailey Egan, goal scorer Maya Scoff, and Bellevue University-bound Layla Vasquez. They also return... uh, standout defender Riley Jensen a couple interesting notes about Bellevue East they have a ton of players that also play basketball and soccer and they are headed to state this week so they'll be rolling right off a long basketball season into soccer season another interesting note Riley Jensen originally had committed to division two soccer powerhouse central Missouri but she has since flipped her commitment to continue her basketball career at division two basket uh University of Kearney's Nebraska Kearney's basketball team. The one thing I don't understand is why Bellevue East and Bellevue West don't play each other in the regular season. Uh, Anyways, we head back to Omaha to check in on a few OPS schools. Omaha North girls soccer finished 0-17 last spring. They graduated four seniors from last year's team. The Vikings will be looking for their first program win since March 23rd, 2019, when they defeated Auburn 2-0. Omaha Northwest girls soccer finished 2-15 last spring with both wins coming over Omaha North. The Huskies graduate four from last year's team. Omaha Northwest had close losses to Lexington and Benson last season. Omaha Bryan girls soccer finished 4-11 last spring with wins over Benson, North, and Northwest. The Bryan girls returned their entire varsity roster from last season, including leading goal scorer Jocelyn Rodriguez. Bryan also had close losses to Lincoln Northeast and Luther Norfolk Catholic. Omaha Benson girls soccer finished 4-13 last spring, with all of their wins coming over Omaha North or Omaha Northwest. They had close losses to Omaha South and Class B Concordia. They graduated three seniors but returned point leader Tara Magar. Magar notched three goals and two assists last season for the Bunnies. Taking a break from the Omaha schools, we head out west to check on the schools in the Miller District. First, We take a look at last year's runner-ups, Millard North. The Mustangs finished 13-8 last season, but they produced magical runs in the Metro, District, and State tournaments. 
Graduation has certainly taken a toll on the Mustangs, though, as Campbell Zimmers, Ocean Sherlison, and Santa Alvisi and Sidney Anderson are all gone with along with seven additional seniors. Emma Cook and Aaliyah Matthews do return, but the Mustangs are going to be young. It's probably not their year this year, but give it a year or two um, because they have some young talent coming up. We'll probably be talking about Millard North and and, uh, being competitive for the state title again. Speaking of young talent, Millard West finished 8-8 last season. The young Wildcats graduated six seniors, but returned leading goal scorer Madison Rhodes and honorable mention standouts Naya Kirchner, Sienna Davis, and Alyssa French. I know there were times last season when the Wildcats had almost all underclassmen on the field. With the return of that youth and talent, there are definitely a rise in expectations from the group. I do have them predicted to go to state this year, which means they'll have to turn around some of the results from last season. Finally, over to Millard South, who also finished 8-8 last season. The Patriots lose point leader Grace Henry and goalkeeper Delaney Pontmussel to graduation. They do return honorable mention players Faith Krieger and Emma Westbrook. The Patriots have a couple other pieces as well that will make them a tough opponent. I do expect the Patriots to hover around the 500 mark again this season, but I don't see them making a push for the state tournament. Before we head back into Omaha proper, we check in with the only Class A Elkhorn team, Elkhorn South. The Storm finished 8-7 and seven last season. South had notable wins over state tournament teams Millard North and North Platte, but an end-of-season district matchup versus Lincoln East proved to be a bridge too far. The Storm only lose 5 to graduation and return a lot of key pieces, including defender Delaney Fredericks, attacker Ruby Kirk, goalkeeper McKenna Miller, and goal-scoring leader Addie Gleckler. I expect the Storm to have a little bit more of a resurgence this year, and I do think we could see them at Morrison, depending on what district matchup they see at the end of this spring. Back to OPS for our next couple of teams. The Omaha South girls don't have the same success as their boys program. They finished 4-14 last season with two wins over Benson, a win over Northwest, and a win over Bryan. They did lose close games to Mercy, Omaha Central, and Bellevue East. They graduated five from their varsity squad last year and returned Jimena Estrada, Paulina Mayorga, and Elena Ruiz, who were their leaders in points and honorable mention standouts last season. Omaha Central girls soccer finished with a 10-7 record last season with good wins over Class B, Duchenne, and, and Class A, Millwood South. The Eagles only graduated four players, but two of those four were standouts Olivia Baker and Camila Munoz. They do return their leaders in points, Gabby and Amaya Garrett, their honorable mention goalkeeper, Ainsley Green, as well as a handful of talented sophomores. I expect that the Eagles will finish with a similar record this year, maybe even a win or two better. They will need to hope for favorable matchups at the end of the season in the district tournament if they want to have any uh, dream of the state tournament, though. Omaha Burke is the last of the OPS schools in this preview. Burke finished 8-9 and nine last season with good wins over Mercy, Central, and Council Bluffs, Lewis Central. Top scorers Alyssa Judkins and Paige Davison are gone through graduation, though. They do return honorable mention players Dylan Voboda, Jordan Rourke, as well as strong All-State goalkeeper Taya Baker. Berker's going to need to find some goal scorers to step up and fill the shoes left by Judkins and Davison. They have a mountain to climb to be in the state tournament this year. We leave OPS and take a look at Omaha Westside. Westside finished 6-9 last season with big wins over Marion, Millard North, and Lincoln Southeast. Ellie Tempero departs through graduation, but Westside returns sophomore Ruby Cunningham, their leader in goals, 
and strong goalkeeper Delaney Dobman. Dobman is one of the stronger goalkeepers in Class A. The Warriors also return Bree Busher and Ellie Hoffman. They also add Marion transfer Mia Tatton to the squad. Westside has a tough schedule just this year, just like they did last year. Their way into state is going to depend on their team staying healthy, consistent, and the district playoff matchups at the end of the season. I feel like I'm saying that a lot for some a group of these Class A teams. Omaha Marion finished a strong 15-4 last season and made it all the way to the state semifinals. Kelly Kozel, Mia Suter, and Anna Kidder depart through graduation, but the Crusaders return a large bulk of their talent. In the back, they return goalkeeper Bella Washington and New Mexico commit Avi Gonzalez. Gonzalez is considered by many to be the best defender in the state. Their midfield is run by Husker commit Emma Prasowski and Denver commit Hannah Tate. And up top, they have Xavier commit Mallory Keneally and honorable mention Olivia Heinert. I think you can count on Marion being at state and challenging for the title. Before we take a quick, quick break for an ad, we are going to swing out to Papillion La Vista to check out our last two Metro Conference schools. Papillion La Vista South Titans finished 13 and five last season, making it to the opening round of the state tournament where them and Lincoln East gave soccer fans everywhere an attacking treat. Unfortunately for the Titans, they lose their two leading goal scorers, Ali Napora and Elena Sourdyke to graduation and transfer respectively. They do return talent in the spine of their team, including Drake, uh, Drake commit Dylan Ergartner and Carney commit Mia Lang. They will have to rely on Savannah Solomon and other younger players to pick up the goal scoring slack. I have the Titans headed to state, but I think they will find their journey there a lot tougher this year than last. Last but not least, Papillion La Vista. The Monarchs finished 10 and 7 last season, but went through some changes in the offseason in both their coaching staff and roster. They lost a lot of a lot of their goal scoring and talent in the spine of the team. The Monarchs do return Rogers State commit Amber Arnold and a couple other younger players. They also add goal scorer Lena, Lena Sourdyke via transfer. I'm not sure what to expect from the Monarchs this spring. They see Gretna, Elkhorn South, and Millard West before the Metro Tournament, so we should have a good idea of where they stand by then. We're going to do a quick ad break, and then just like in the boys' preview, we're going to leave the Omaha Metro area and move to the outstate teams in North Platte, Columbus, Norfolk, Grand Island, and Fremont. We will then circle back to the capital city and finish with the Lincoln teams. North Platte finished an impressive 15-5 last season and made it all the way to the first round of state. The Bulldogs only graduate two seniors from last year's team, but they rival Papillion in terms of the importance of the players lost. Goal scorer Gracie Hanneberg and goalkeeper Abby Orr have moved on to their college athletic careers. They do return their two-point leaders behind Hanneborg, honorable mention Clancy Brown and Caitlin Evans. Honorable mention defenders Carson Morrison and Emily Hansen also return. North Platte slides down our rankings a little bit because we just are unsure how they are going to replace the two players like Hanneberg and Orr but they remain on our teams to watch list. Early tests versus Lincoln Southeast and Kearney will give us a better idea of where they sit. Speaking of Kearney, the Bearcats finished 12 and six before meeting their end in the district tournament to eventual state champions, Gretna. The Bearcats graduated some talent and leadership, but returned forwards Harley Stark Straka and Kirsten Garner. The Bearcats will need to make sure their defense and goalkeeper situation is organized behind them. But those two players will provide the firepower to keep them in a lot of games. March 22nd is the game I have circled for both the Kearney and North Platte. I think the winner of that will prove to be the top out-state team in Nebraska this year. Staying out west, Grand Island finished 4-11 last spring with wins over Hastings, Lincoln High, Lincoln Northeast, and Omaha North. Grand Island graduated nine seniors, including honorable mention Guadalupe Hernandez, but they do return their leading goal scorer Sage McCollum, 
and their starting goalkeeper, Adriana Cabello. There was a significant gap between the Islanders and the competitive Class A teams, so they'll hope to try and get closer to closing that gap this spring. Moving back closer to the metro areas, the Fremont Tigers finished 4-12 last season. Their only Class A win came over Grand Island. They graduated six seniors from last year's team, but they returned leading goal scorer Jennifer Tenney. Similar to Grand Island, the Tigers struggled against the competitive teams in Class A, and they hope to close that gap again more this spring. Last but not least of the outstate teams, we head north to Columbus to see what the discover that to see that the Discoverers finished ten and five last season, with a good win over Kearney and close losses to Lincoln Southwest, Lincoln Southeast, and North Platte. The Discoverers graduate their two leading goal scorers, Maddie Ulig and Madison Jenny, and their leading defender Molly Roberts, plus three additional seniors from last year's team. I don't see the Discoverers replicating their success from last season, but their matchups versus Class B SCOTUS on the 19th and Carney on the 29th will give us a better idea of where they're going to sit heading into April. Stay right here after this quick transition. We're going to hit the capital city for our last seven Class A girls teams. We start with one of the top teams out of Lincoln last year, Lincoln Southwest. The Silverhawks finished 15-1 last season. They were undefeated headed in, heading into the state tournament, and their lone defeat came in the first round of the state tournament to Millard North, who was going on, who went on quite a bit of a run, including the starting with that upset. The Silverhawks were senior heavy. They graduated 12 from last year's team. Super athletic team, super physical team. They do return three of their point leaders in McKenna Rathbun, Kayla Hostler, and Kennedy Williams. Rathbun is a Doan soccer commit, and Hostler is a University of Nebraska Omaha commit. The Silverhawks face early tests against Millard West and Lincoln East, so we will get to see how this year's rendition of Lincoln Southwest stacks up against last year's. Lincoln Pius finished 10-6 last season with good wins over Lincoln Southeast and Mercy. Pius graduated eight off of last year's team including Cassidy Cobza and Sydney Shanace. They do return honorable mention players like Abby Vosick and Tenley Himes. Pius did not have updated stats on their roster from last year, so it's really hard to know exactly who carried what load for their team and maybe who was expected to step up. I do expect players like Bree Korda to step up and help Vosick and Himes move Pius forward. I look forward to seeing what type of Pius team steps on the field this year. Lincoln Northeast finished 3-12 last season with two of those wins coming over Omaha Bryan. The Rockets graduated four seniors off of last year's team, including honorable mention player Hannah Beach. They do return their honorable mention goalkeeper Kemper Schaub and defender Allison Morrow. Northeast had no stats from last season on max preps. They do open up with a difficult schedule of Lincoln East, Kearney, and Pius. Lincoln High finished 7-10 last season and shocked the state when they upset Papillion in penalties during the district tournament. High's best wins outside of that came against Class B opposition Lexington. The Lynx graduated 5 from last season, most notably standout, All-State keeper Mackenzie Smith. Leading goal scorer Taylor Sluka also graduated. It will be interesting to see what the Lynx do to replace those two play- pieces and those two players, especially Smith who helped keep them in games and helped win them some games last year. Lincoln North Star finished 5-9 and nine last season, their best win coming over Lincoln High, but unfortunately the Navigators ended last season on a 7-game losing streak. The Navigators graduated 5 players from last season's roster. No stats on Max Preps, so I don't have a lot more information on the Navigators on that front. North Star has some winnable games early, but they also take on Powerhouse Lincoln East the second week of the season. 
Lincoln Southeast finished 9-5 last season and fell to Westside in the district tournament. The Knights had a good win over North Platte early in the season and played most of the big teams close. The Knights graduated six seniors from last year's squad but returned Division I SIUE commit goalkeeper Samaya Hogue. Samaya is arguably the best keeper in the state and for sure a top three shot stopper in Nebraska. They also return leading goal scorer Sam Searcy and Drake commit Rachel Warwick. Be sure to give the episode with Samaya a listen as she gives a more of a breakdown of key players and expectations for the Southeast Knights. Um, and Southeast will be a tough to po- opponent for many teams this season. Um, how their end of year district playoffs matchup shake out, I think will determine whether they end up at Morrison or not. Last and far from least, we have Lincoln East. Lincoln East finished 16-2, and scoring nearly 100 goals last season. Their only two losses were to Lincoln Southwest and Gretna. Neither loss occurred in regulation. They did graduate Division I players Briley Hill, Haley Peterson, and Beth Guevara. Hill and Peterson went to the Huskers. Guevara went to the University of Northern Iowa. However, they do return the state's best goal scorer in Husker commit, Kama Carpenter. Carpenter bagged 31 goals, and along with Kansas State commit Annie Mulder, the Spartans should be just fine. I will say that Annie Mulder committed to Kansas State so early, and, and she plays in the in the midfield, so oftentimes she's overlooked, but she is a, she is a, a very good player and a big-time player for the Spartans. Um, the Spartans also return honorable mention standouts Jesse Chartier and Ashley Bretthauer. I expect the Spartans to make it to Morrison and possibly challenge for the title. I hope you all enjoyed the preview of high school class A girls soccer. Next week, we will finish with a mega huge preview. Today was just a mega preview, but next week will be a mega huge preview of class B boys and girls soccer. Don't worry, we will get to all the class B boys and girls programs. Um, So I'm excited to get that out to you next week. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you're able to support, please consider contributing to our Patreon or Venmo so that we can continue to provide the best coverage as possible for our awesome high school boys and girls soccer programs. This week's preview was brought to you by Fleet Feet Sports. One of the most common injuries I see in young athletes is overuse injuries. This is brought on by a combination of poor training habits and poor training footwear. Fleet Feet Sports can help with the latter. There are locations in both Omaha and Lincoln. Please check out their locally owned and operated stores in person or online at www.fleetfeet.com. We're really thankful to have Fleet Feet as a sponsor this spring. Um, They've been a great supporter of ours, and we hope that you can support them. Hang around to hear from our newest member of Nebraska Soccer Talk, as well as the latest in Nebraska soccer news. All right, and uh, today I'm excited to welcome on the newest member of the Nebraska Soccer Talk coverage team, uh, someone who's very familiar with the Nebraska soccer community, but also brings more of a journalism background and and it'll probably make me sound less ridiculous when I write things, but uh, it's Jack Hoover. Jack, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me today. And I'm excited to introduce you to everyone who listens to the podcast. And I know we did a Twitter introduction, but uh, thanks for joining me today. Yeah. I'm uh, really glad to be on here. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. So I know a little bit about you, but, and I know some of our listeners might know you a little bit, but, Kind of talk about uh, your soccer background or your your connections with the Omaha soccer community. Right. Um, I would definitely say I've been very kind of connected 
for a long time, just courtesy of my father. Um, he is a coach at the high school level here, coaches the Creighton Prep soccer team, uh, and he's done that uh, ever since I was born. So, you know, I've always... <laughs> You've been around uh, it. Yeah, I've been around it. He's, he's always dragged me to games, team dinners, uh, the occasional run in a state championship, so... Yeah, just the occasional one. <laughs> the occasional one, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's been a, some success in the past. But yeah, so I've, uh, I've been very lucky, I guess, to kind of grow up immersed in the Nebraska high school soccer community. And I you know, have quite the fondness for it, obviously. Yeah, and then you you stuck around here and went to, to school locally. Obviously, you're I'm guessing you're Creighton Prep grad. Yes. Um, that, that, that seems probably pretty obvious. And then you stuck around to go to school, college locally. Uh, and I kind of teased it a little bit in the intro, but what did you, what did you study in school and kind of how did you continue, uh, how did soccer continue being a part of your life at the college, like once you were in college? Um, well, for starters, going back to high school, I just want to say I was never a high level soccer player at all. I want to, Neither was I. Any reports, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I got cut by my father from the varsity team my senior year. No. Which, there was no no bad blood there I was fully expecting to get cut we uh we had a very good team that year uh we made it to the state finals lost to south one nothing uh had a great run I got to be a team manager so I, I enjoyed that um but yeah so then I after high school I went to UNO and because of my friend Owen Godberson who I think is has yeah, friend, friend of, friend of the, friend of the pod, friend guest of the, of the pod. pod. Yeah, local soccer legend Owen Godberson. Uh, I've been friends with him for a long time, and he uh, got into journalism. And you know, I saw the love that he had for it and the passion he had for it, and I thought I'd give it a try too. So I declared a journalism and media communication major. Okay, and and I and I believe that if fans, I believe you you actually called quite a, a decent number of games, right, for Omaha yeah. soccer. So like, if you if you if you're listening to this and and Jack's voice sounds familiar, it's probably because you watched a live stream of an Omaha game. You're like, oh yeah, I, I definitely heard right. him at the times. So well, I was yes, I was an accompanying voice. Um, my my main background in journalism was print journalism. I did okay. a lot of work for the uh, the student newspaper at UNO. I was the sports editor there for, I think, about two years. And Owen, he was more on the, uh, the broadcast side. Yep. He did a lot of work with our, our local radio station. And so he broadcasts a lot of the soccer games there. He was essentially the voice of Maverick Athletics almost for about two and a half years, maybe longer. And so he would, he would be kind enough to bring me on to a broadcast every now and then. And so I, I got to try my hand at... Uh, <clears throat> some color commentary, you know, yeah. trying to get my, uh, my insights for better or worse in the game. Yeah. And it, well, and it's exciting because uh, we're actually going to be putting Jack's uh, background and, and knowledge of print journalism to use. He's already, we've got some graphics that he's designed that we're going to be pop, uh, putting out for our top tens. Um, so stay on the lookout for those. And he's also finished the class A boys preview article, which is super good. And I'm excited to share that with everyone. So we're going to be bringing, you know, we kind of, the, the writing got put on the back burner a little bit by, by us just because uh, I'm not as good at it and Chase took a new job. So uh, it'll be nice to have someone like Jack who has the experience and, and the knowledge to write, to write some good stuff too. Um, so you graduated college and, and then what you're, I know you're in, in Milwaukee now. 
Yes. So yeah. So I'm not, uh, for those who don't know, I'm not based in Nebraska at the moment. Um, I kind of, you know, I, I obviously I love Nebraska. I'll probably be back there in the summer <laughs> and onwards. But uh, I figured I needed to just try something else for a little while, <clears throat> do, a, do a different thing. So I, I'm currently doing a year of volunteer service at a high school in the Milwaukee area. I'm guessing by the, the listeners won't be able to see, but you're wearing a Marquette high. So I'm guessing that's the high school that you're working at. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I helped out with their soccer team awesome. uh, this fall. Cause that was a reason. So, you know, got to see a uh, kind of a different soccer world too. And I think like <laughs> taking it kind of a, taking a step back and seeing like other States, how they run their soccer kind of, you know, gives me an appreciation for Nebraska high school soccer. What, what are some of the main differences between like Wisconsin and Nebraska that you've seen? Well, for starters, the season, um, <clears throat> the fall season, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the winters, I guess, are a little too long here to do spring soccer. I don't know. Um, yeah. The team that I helped with, uh, they did a lot of traveling. <clears throat> the varsity team went all the way to uh, Colorado this past season to do a little uh, triangular there. Wow. I uh, did a few trips to Illinois and elsewhere, um, a lot of that. Uh, the team, again, the team I was working with, they made it to the state championship. <clears throat> and so I got to see how like that compared to, you know, the state championship here in Morrison. And I got to say, I think, I think Nebraska soccer, going to say, got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, they really put on a good show there. They, they do. I, I, so I haven't been a college coach. I've had the luxury of being to, I've been to Minnesota's and Wisconsin's and Nebraska and Iowa, North and South Dakota, Montana, like all these state was Wyoming, all these state championships. And like, God, like Nebraska just does it right. The, between oh, yeah. the, uh, between, between the, 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 the product on the field, the excitement that those teams bring on the field, and then the, the support that it gets. I mean, I've sent pictures of like when, when, when prep plays South or like last year when South played Lincoln Southwest, like I sent pictures to my friends. I'm like, this is a high school soccer game. Like this is how many people showed up for this. And it's just incredible. So, um, and obviously Morrison is a great, great venue for that too. So, um, but, uh, what uh just like to get to know like i i think the crit i can't believe the thing that you shared with me that i'm just most proud of i can't believe i did not know that your dad cut you from the, the, the team <laughs> i didn't know that that was part of the yes. thing yeah so, um so like any high school players out there because we just finished like tryout season like this last week so for any high school players who like maybe didn't make the team that you wanted or you know on maybe or, or something like that or maybe you're not getting the playing time you wanted like jack Jack went through probably something harder than anything, but what, what was it like? You said your dad was around the game. What was it like having your dad as, as a coach and then as your coach? <clears throat> so I, I had him, so obviously I didn't have him coach me uh, in high school. I right. Like team. But he, he would coach some of my, uh, my grade school soccer teams. And that was <laughs> you know, kind of a fun experience. He's, um, he's very like man uh, motivation driven um that's kind of like his side of the game he likes to really you know build up the player side kind of build up the person's character and that was kind of a something he instilled in his kids as well so I always was kind of proud to, and glad to have that experience um and then just you know as I mentioned earlier being younger and just always being around like just the spring soccer season 
it was always just, it was it was a lot of fun really and I, I never really thought about it too much at the time it was just it was just kind of my life so I okay. kind of took it for good but yeah. uh yeah no it was great to just see a lot of that firsthand yeah that that's that's cool and I'm sure it had to have been interesting to have your your dad is longtime coach coaching grades your grade school soccer teams but uh uh, before we let you go, um, I do have one question because I Owen answered this question for me. Wh- who's what team or teams do you support internationally or like club club wise? Okay, um, yeah. So obviously, I mean, I'm a big United States national team fan. Right. Obviously, good, good. As am I. Yeah. Um, and then on the club level, I honestly don't really have a European team. Um, at, least, at least it's not Manchester City like Owen. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, have, I have little love for Man City. I, I can respect that Owen likes them. And, you know, he's been a fan for a while. I'll give him that. But, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of love for them. Um, and then uh, I, when I first started becoming more of a soccer fan, um, I became – I kind of attached myself with to the Portland Timbers of the okay. MLS. Yeah. And so that's kind of been the team that I've been following. And so I was really happy to see them sign a local product recently. You know, that yeah, kind of Diego. Up my connection to them. That's, so, yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. It was cool to see. I and mean, like, it was interesting because I didn't know, you know, and I don't think anyone was 100% sure where he was going to end up because he was playing in their preseason games. And like, but, you know, they didn't, you know, didn't really know how they saw him. He was always going to have a home somewhere because he's very oh, talented. Yeah. But to be able to sign at Portland's pretty sweet. Um and then I have two more questions. One that's very soccer related. Um, obviously, you have some pretty deep connections with prep. What are your thoughts on the season this year? I mean, I think obviously they're going to be a, a pretty solid team, probably a, probably a state title contender. There were yeah. some high school coaches that I talked to that actually rank them higher than Omaha South, you know, which is fair. I mean, I don't think that's a, it's a necessarily wrong, but um, how, how do you think, how's the team going to shape up this year, do you think? All right. So I'll, I'll first off be straightforward. I, I, I'm going to probably have two just inherent biases. I, I will probably be rooting for prep and I will also be rooting on the girl side for Duchenne because that's where my, my sister's on the Duchenne team this year. Okay. My brother, he did not get cut by my father. He will be on the prep team this year. <laughs> so I'll be rooting for them. Um, but yeah, I think, so when I was back in Omaha, I did do a lot of coaching with like the JV and the freshman teams at prep over the past like two or three years so I've worked with a lot of boys they have there uh, I think the pieces are there for them to have a really good season uh, they just need to find a way to score some goals because that yeah. was really that was the main issue last year that was an issue for them because they, they were really good they just they just didn't yeah. have that they didn't have that guy like that guy who could do it for yeah them, exactly know? there was not that just that striker that could really put him away consistently and i think they we tied the record for most overtime games this season too I mean, <laughs> yeah just, both game, both games i went to theirs last year went to overtime and i'm like yeah come on guys <laughs> so it was it was a lot and, and the thing they played like one game they had against south sioux city they didn't score until the last minute so if that hadn't gone in it also would have been another overtime game so they were that close to breaking the record but yeah um i think they'll have a good year they got um i think they have a new player from who was down with the kansas city academy i'm pretty sure okay and then he came back prep yeah okay i think he, i'm pretty sure he's a striker 
Okay. You know? Well, um, so if he, you know, obviously I assume he's probably pretty talented if he was with the Kansas City Academy. So if right. he can be the guy for him, then I think, I think the pieces should be there for a, a state title run. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think so. And I mean, like, I think that I, as a neutral, I, I cheer because I want to see like the, the best environment and the best game. And like, mm-hmm. you, you, you want Omaha South and Creighton prep to be in the final, just like, cause oh, like yeah, just absolutely. purely because like, and I'm a neutral, I don't, I didn't grow up in Omaha. So I have no ties. Oh, um, I, I was, you know, so, um, and then, so how do you think, do you know anything about Duchenne? Where are the girls going to fall? Do you think, or how are they going to be? <laughs> well, I think they will be okay. I yeah. mean, they're replacing a lot of, um, a lot of talent. I they think. are. They are. Yeah. Uh, my sister, she, despite having never played goalie before, she's going to be their backup this season because they were in need of another backup. <laughs> oh, they do no. have one nailed on starter who I think will be pretty good. But uh, if she gets injured, who knows? Hopefully my sister will do okay, but we'll see. Yeah, um, they yeah, all- I, think I think they've got a good coach, a good program that's, you know, I think they were down for a couple of years, but now they're kind of yeah. They they're they're now starting to make their yeah. eyes back up. Uh, Duchenne, last year I spelled Duchenne wrong on Twitter, and like the oh, the, no. the, the official school account DM me and was like, <laughs> "You spelled it wrong," and I was yeah, like, "No, I'm sorry." So that's a huge mistake to make. I know. Yeah. See, that's why we we have you now. So like now, hopefully, my spelling errors are much more limited. <laughs> um, but no, uh, and then the last question, not soccer related, I, I asked, I, I have actually gotten away from asking this question, but now that I'm asking someone who, you know, grew up in Omaha, um, I asked Owen this, what is your favorite pizza place in Omaha? Favorite pizza place? Um, <clears throat> I have to probably give a plug to Tasty Pizza. That's what Owen said too. You yeah. guys, it's the UNO thing, I think. You it guys just love toasty, tasty it, pizza. <laughs> very close to the neighborhood I grew up in. You know, it's right there in Dundee. Yep. Okay. Uh, nice little family run joint. I, I it's good pizza, you know. All right. If you haven't given it a check yet. Yeah, I honestly I'll, I'll give it. I haven't tried tasty pizza yet. And it's because every time I we like every time my fiance and I plan to get pizza or like, and then I'm like, Oh, let's try tasty. Like they're closed. Cause like, I always pick it on. Like we always pick to eat pizza on a day that they're closed apparently. So yeah, that is the downside. The hours are a little bit more unusual, but Hey, I, we're, we're going to get there someday. Well, Jack, thanks for joining me today. Um, and we're excited to have you with Nebraska soccer talk and, and have your insight uh, and, and your, and your skill and, and just, my help or I just need help because I just there's so much to cover as, as people know so appreciate you joining and, and the help you can provide and I know the the people who are listening and the people who follow us on Twitter are also excited awesome well, I'm looking forward to a great high school soccer season here yeah. be fun Super excited to have someone like Jack Hoover joining our team. It's going to improve the quality and expansiveness of our coverage. And even just being able to make improvements in that is exciting stuff. Jack has already assisted me in helping put together our preseason top 10 rankings, as well as some of the preview articles. We can't wait to share those with you all in the coming weeks. Even though he's going to be working more remotely, um, he will be back in town to go to some games. But he's just going to basically help us produce content as well and and do some stories. Um, We are already going to be starting to work on those. Um, Before I let you go... A little bit of recruiting roundup and Nebraska soccer news. 
Nebraska Soccer Talks Recruiting Roundup and Nebraska Soccer News Update is brought to you by Sports Recruiting USA. Sports Recruiting USA is the most transparent, personable, and affordable U.S. college soccer recruiting service. Sports Recruiting USA has been advising and helping place student-athletes with college soccer programs since 2010. To learn more about Sports Recruiting USA, visit www.sportsrecruitingusa.com. Head to Newman since Lincoln East standout McKenna Schmall. Newman finished a disappointing 1-13-2 last season, but with a coaching change, will look to move themselves up the ranks of the highly competitive MIAA. Elena Ruiz from Omaha South Girls Soccer has signed for NAIA program Concordia University. Elena also plays her club soccer for Evolution. Concordia has been one of the most consistent programs in the GPAC over the last several years, and in my opinion, they have done a great job securing local Nebraska talent. I believe Ruiz is the second player from Omaha South Girls Soccer to announce her intention to play at the next level in recent times which is exciting for the Packers girls soccer program. Flipping to the boys' side, we can announce that Cody Fuller from Millard West has committed to NCAA Division III program, Buena Vista University. Cody and I had a good private conversation regarding his commitment. He had made the decision earlier, but was waiting to announce, given the surrounding events, that the BVU soccer family was going through. Cody is a strong returning goalkeeper for Millard West, and he is a good pickup for the Beavers. Moving away from the college game, we have another roster update from Sporting Nebraska's UWS squad. McKenna Turner, Elena Weber, and Delaney Grant have all been announced as members of Sporting Nebraska's roster this upcoming summer. Turner and Grant both compete for Summit League champions South Dakota State University women's soccer. Turner appeared in 12 games for the Jackrabbits this past season, while Grant has appeared in 21 games over her three-year career. Weber is a recent transfer to North Dakota State University after spending her first two seasons at the University of Nebraska. Over to professional news, Damia Vieter has transferred from Union Omaha to USL Championship side Sacramento Republic FC. Vieter who first came to the Omaha area as a member of the Iowa Western Community College men's soccer program, made a name for himself very quickly, earning several individual honors while helping US, Union Omaha to a USL League One title. Yadair will be missed in the league and in the, in the league, squad, and in the community, but it's a great step for both the player and the club that Union Omaha was able to move another player onto the championship and also secure a fee for the player's move. That recruiting roundup and Nebraska Soccer News Update was brought to you by Sports Recruiting USA. Sports Recruiting USA is the most transparent, personable, and affordable U.S. college soccer recruiting service. Sports Recruiting USA has been advising and helping place student-athletes with college soccer programs since 2010. To learn more about Sports Recruiting USA, visit www.sportsrecruitingusa.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Good luck to all high school players, coaches, and teams beginning their second week of training. My message to all players, regardless of the team you made, is to go out there and enjoy your time with your teammates. The high school season is too short. Compete hard, win and lose with grace, and stay healthy. If you aren't happy with where you are at or the playing time you are receiving, just keep working hard for what you want. As someone who's a very average high school soccer player, I can say that my love for the game and the memories I have weren't from the wins, the playing time, or the goals scored. It was the time that I got to spend with my friends and teammates. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. If you're able to, please consider supporting Nebraska Soccer Talk on Venmo or Patreon. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next week for the mega-huge Class B soccer preview and more Nebraska Soccer Talk.